Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pastor Bart. We're back here. This is our second week of podcast. Uh, last last week was awesome. I appreciate everybody that tuned in and commented and sent messages. That was awesome. Uh, we're looking forward to continuing these. Last week, if you remember, I was talking about humility um, and about uh, when when we get off of the potter's wheel, when we start doing things in our own flesh or out of out of our flesh, we we lose the wisdom of God. And in, in essence, the wisdom of God is the anointing of God. And last week, and I told y'all each week, I'm just going to hop on here and kind of share what, what the Lord's been putting on my heart. And as I, as I began to study humility and, 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 and the power of God, it, it led me over to the anointing. And I just want to read a couple scriptures here, popular scriptures, out of the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse 29. The Bible says, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So it, then it says, well, it, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So, so the gifts and callings of God, is, is, they're, they're not based on a, on a change. God's not going to change his mind. It, you know, God knew you when you was in your mother's womb. He created you. And, and the Bible says that the gifts and callings of God is without repentance. But when we, when we and when I say that to say this, this is kind of what the Lord's been dealing with me on, and he's been correcting me. So by no means am I taking a shot at nobody or do, do I think I'm better than nobody else? That, that's not what I'm just talking to y'all about what the Lord's been dealing with me on. We see today some of the best preaching that we've, that we've ever seen. I mean, you can turn on Facebook, you can get, go on YouTube, and you can watch. I mean, there is message after message. Some of the most powerful speakers, I'm talking about dynamic exhorters. They exhort the gospel. They have a way. I mean, uh, they, they have a way of, of breaking it down. They're, they got gifts. They're gifted by God. And the message comes across so good. And then I, then I ask myself, well, well Bart, the, if all that's happening, then then. Why, why are we not seeing the, the, the type of revival, the type of move of God that, that they're seeing and they're experiencing in third world countries where limbs are growing back or where, you know, I remember just a few weeks ago we had Joanna Coe here on the show with us and as she would talk about, about some of the things that her dad's seen and, you know, all the way back to, to Oral Roberts and Jack Coe and A.A. A. Allen and, and Shambach and then uh, Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, uh, Jonathan Edwards, what, 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 what the difference is, and this is what the Lord told me. He said, the gifts and callings of God, gifts and calling of God's without repentance. So in other words, God's gifted you. He's not going to change his mind. You're, you're gifted. You're gifted from your mother's womb. But it's the anointing of God that destroys the yoke of bondage. And the anointing of God only comes, as I said last week, when we find ourselves in, in, in a position and in a posture where we're obeying the word of God. The anointing of God, the wisdom of God comes when we remain humble, when we stay on the potter's wheel, and we allow God's hand to shape our life. See, when God's hand is, is on our body, when God's hand is on our life, it's on our mind, and you can go over right here a little bit further in the scripture, that was a, a Romans chapter 11, Paul said that, and then in Romans chapter 12, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service now reasonable there it means if you look to the cross there's no other way that 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 could be your reasonable service unless the cross of Christ was your answer and it says be not conformed to this world in other words be not conformed to the ways of this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove 
what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we see churches that, that, that they have awesome, awesome speakers, and, and they, man, they, they preach an awesome message, but limbs aren't growing back. Signs, wonders, and miracles hadn't happened. So I've asked God this week, and this has been, you know, I'm just talking to myself this morning. But I said, God, what, what do I need to do? And you know what God said? He said, you need to consecrate yourself. And the anointing is what does that. It's the anointing of God, the very power of God. It's the divine wisdom. In Isaiah chapter, chapter 10 and verse 27, it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from thy shoulder and his yoke from off the neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Listen to me this morning. It's the anointing of God that brings deliverance in a person's life. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost that, that, that breaks the yoke. It's, it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost that, de, that destroys the yokes of bondage of every kind. We need the anointing. I've been in literally hundreds and hundreds of churches where, where the majority of the services, song service and, and dance, the majority of the service is just, uh, it's it, it's just it's it's a show, uh, and we see so many churches today that's so filled with with programs and and program after program. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, and you know, people sitting in church and they're hearing the word, but they're they're more concerned about where they're going to go to eat after church. They're thinking about that. They're looking back at their buddies. And it's because the anointing's not operating in, church, not in the church. Now, imagine some of these mega churches you go to. You're there with uh, 25,000 people in a church service, even 5,000 people. The, 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 and they're operating under the gifts and calling of God, but the power of God's not falling in the place. B.H. Clendenin made, I got to share this post. B.H. Clendenin said this. I just read this on Facebook today. He says, As the word of God is preached under the anointing. Things that men believe are not wrong will suddenly become wrong as the wind is allowed to blow. In our haste and desire for the blessings, we have ignored the Holy Spirit as the wind of God in his purging and purifying work. The result is that we have the tragedy of attempting the work of God with hands that are unclean and a heart that is impure. The only way the anointing of the Holy Ghost is going to flow in our life is if our hearts are pure. So you may be out there this morning, and I know I am. I, when I ask God, I'm like, God, what can I do to be a better? What can I do to be a better husband? What can I do to be a better father? What can I do to be a better pastor? And the Lord says, you know what? You gotta, you gotta be consecrated. You gotta be the one mighty thing about the men of God of old that brought that, that when they preached, souls wept and cried out to God and repented, is they was consecrated before they went out. They wasn't out at Kentucky Fried Chicken drinking coffee with you and then then all of a sudden going to preach no they was praying they was in their word they was living a holy life the bible says that's that's your reasonable service that's that's what we that's our reasonable service so as a man of god then my desire if i want the anointing to flow or wherever you're at you you may you may not have a platform you may not have a a a, a pulpit but you know what you are a man or woman of god and you got children, you got lost loved ones, you got people that you've been praying for. So you, you do have a reason to be set apart. See, the anointing of God sets us apart. It makes us different. And, and, and if we was all the same, the problem is, like I said, with all these great messages we're, hear, we're hearing, we're not seeing a manifestation of Jesus Christ. 
We got all the knowledge, all the words they preach, but what's missing? And, and not without being like, I'm taking a shot at everybody. I'm taking a shot at myself. It's the anointing. And what does, like last week, if you remember, what, what stops the anointing from flowing? The number one thing is pride. We get too wrapped up in ourselves. We get too wrapped up in building a church, building our podcast, building our, building our uh, budget, building our whatever it is. And then we get off of the potter's wheel and we're trying to do the work on it with our own hands instead of allowing the hands of God to flow through us. All we're called to be is empty earthen vessels. And when you catch that, when you really receive that, be still, Psalms 46 and 10 says, be still and know that I'm God. And then, and then in Isaiah says, you'll have peace like a river. When you literally catch that all we are is vessels, empty earthen vessels, who sinned and fell short of the glory of God. But Jesus Christ did what Adam didn't do in the garden. He hung on the cross to bring us back into right relationship with God. Now when we're in right relationship with our Father, we're actually on the potter's wheel. I'm the clay, he is the potter. His hands is on my life at all times. I can relax. I can be consecrated to the word. I can be different because I know that he on the inside of me is greater than anything of this world. And I got to remind myself of that. And if we want the anointing to flow, if you want the anointing to flow in your house, you may say, well, pastor, my house has been going crazy. The kids has went back to school. I know kids is going back to school and parents are worried and fear creeps in. The devil's looking for any way he can to creep in on you. So it may be that right now you're listening to this message and you need to understand that the anointing of God, the wisdom of God wants to flow in your life, but you got to do what we talked about last week. You got to humble yourself and you got to get into God's word. You got to seek his face. You got to pray and you just don't read this word. This word has to become alive in you. We need people. If, if, if the anointing of God was flowing in these mega churches, then you would be hearing of signs, wonders, and miracles all the time. The miraculous would be happening. And I'm not just picking on them. I'm picking on me. You know, this is, we're going into six years in the ministry. I wonder if I would have been holy and consecrated. How much more, how much closer of God to have I, could have I gotten? And then how much less stuff would have I been through? How much more manifestations of the glory of God, of the miraculous, wonder-working power of God would have I seen? Come on, somebody. We can all question ourselves that. We've been equipped with the word. We not only have the word, but we are blessed to live in such a time as this where some of the greatest orators, some of the greatest exhorters, some of the greatest preachers, the gifts and callings of God's without repentance, they preach the word so plain. You can watch a two-minute clip on Facebook. Come on, somebody, and get filled up and clap and shout and be like, wow, he was talking to me. Yeah. Yeah, because they're operating under the gifts and they're called of God. <clears throat> but it takes the anointing to destroy the yoke. And that's what we need. That's what we need to get. So how does the anointing come? In Acts 10, Acts 10, 38, we find that we need to go down to our knees and seek the face of God in fervent prayer until the anointing comes and the glory falls. See, this same anointing allows us to minister to the sick and oppressed. This same anointing would give them a, the, 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 you can go, I, I, you know, and say, as I remember Jack Coe saying, you blood-sucking demon, get off of there, and would pull cancer off of people's faces. That's the anointing of God. That's when you're operating, you've got an unction to function in the power of the Holy Ghost, not the power in your flesh. See, in our flesh, we're like, oh, well, we ought not do that. We may get in trouble. No, come on, somebody. 
we live in a world that's hurting. Programs, contests, giveaways, church fairs, carnivals won't meet the needs. Beautiful buildings, Bible school sermons will not deliver them. We need to get on our knees in fervent prayer. James 5, 16 says, The fervent prayer, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Do you need much done in your life? Because I'll be the first to say I do. Well, there's my answer. The effectual, what does effectual mean? It says the effectual fervent fervent it means I'm, I'm i'm effective i'm a fervent i have a i know what my goal is i know the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much that's our ticket right there that's our ticket yeah we can sit up here and perform and build churches and build platforms and build followers and get the like buttons and get people to say amen and get people to shout but it takes the power of god we need the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the church today more than ever. I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ said, hey, I'm leaving, but I'm going to leave with you the mighty comforter. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room, and they all began to just be, they all, the, the manifest power of God fell on them. It rocked their world and rattled down all them all their squirrels. They became separated. They became different. See, when they marched up into the upper room, they went up as 120 people. Scared. The Jewish people was more religious. But when they come down, they come down with the Holy Ghost and fire. They come down with a passion. They come down with a burning desire, a zeal to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because for 10 days they tarried. A lot of us can't tarry 10 minutes. A lot of us, by the time we get out of church, we're cussing our wife. Oh, come on, somebody. Maybe that was just me years ago. Amen? We need the anointing of God. And the only way, you may be able to look good in front of a camera. You may be able to preach a good word. But the only way to have the anointing of God operating in your life is if you're consecrated. It's if you're living the word. And the benefit of living that word is, boom, Holy Ghost and fire. Holy Ghost and fire. You, I remember reading a story about Jonathan Edwards. Before he preached the message, uh, sinners, in the hands, sinners in the hands of an angry God. He preached that message, and, and I believe it was in Germany, and thousands upon thousands of people come to the altar and weep and give their heart to Christ. They didn't just say a prayer. They literally got, he was preaching a fire, he was preaching a hell message. And it touched him. But see, it wasn't really his message. You know, I've listened, and I'm not knocking, by no means am I knocking Jonathan Edwards. Come on, somebody. Or if, am I knocking anybody? But when I listened to that message, Center in the Hands of an Angry God, you know, just listening to it, it don't really move me much. But something about them people when they was there that night, Jonathan Edwards had said for a week he had been in, he had been in his friend's basement, I believe it was, and, and they tried to bring him a newspaper, and he wouldn't even take the newspaper. He didn't want nothing to do with the world because, see, he knew God had put him on assignment. He was consecrated. He was in his word. You know, the Bible says, he, remember when Jesus told the disciples, they said, well, Jesus, well, we did everything we could to cast that demon out. We did it just like you told us to do it. And he said, some of them, some of them demons is only going to come out by prayer and fasting. I really believe that's what he's saying to me this week. I believe that's what he's saying to us as a body of Christ. Some of the stuff, this, this last day outpouring, this, 
the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And, and for us to be true laborers and warriors for Christ, we got to enlist in the army of the Lord. We got to understand that when we enlist in the army, it's not our way no more, but it's God's way. And then we got to follow the orders of our commander. Our commander in chief, our commander in chief is Jesus Christ and his orders are in the Bible. We can't operate in this hour and see what we need to see in the gifts and calling of God. We have to operate in this hour we live under the anointing of God. What do I mean? I mean them people that you're praying for, the lost loved ones, maybe your mom, your dad that you've been praying for, maybe your children, maybe they've, they've went astray, maybe they never even knew God, but you've been praying for them. For the prodigals to come home, for us to see a mighty harvest of souls, for us to begin to lay hands on the sick and see them healed, for us to see addicts set free, delivered, sanctified, wham, bam, by, the, by prayer, for us to begin to see mighty signs, wonders, and miracles, not just hear a good message, but see people flood the altars weeping and crying. It will not happen from gifts. It will not happen from, happen from a calling. It'll only happen from the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God. It'll only happen when we give ourselves away. I like that song, I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. It'll only happen when we become empty earthen vessels for the glory of God. And we allow the presence of God to fill our life. When we do that, the presence of God will push out all the impurities. We will desire holiness and we will desire the anointing. Can you imagine, I was talking about Jonathan Edwards. Isn't that funny that I've heard, I've heard for example, T.D. Jakes just preach messages that touch me. But then I heard Jonathan Edwards preach this message, sinners in the hands of an angry God, that thousands and thousands of souls got saved. And it didn't really touch me. But if you would have been there, the anointing is what we need touched by. We've heard enough messages. Now it's time for them messages to become manifest in our life. It's time for us to become a manifestation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ walked this earth, walked this world, spotless, sinless, and righteous for 33 and a half years. And the anointing of God went with him everywhere he went. When he left, he said, you know, you're even, y'all's going to do greater works than me. But the only way we can do the greater works is to allow the anointing of God to flow through our life. See, Jesus never took credit, if you remember, and neither can we. He never took, all he said is, I just do what my father said. And that's what we need to be. We need to be about the father's business. We got to let pride die, as I talked about last week. We got to humble ourselves. We got to seek his face. We got to pray. We got to repent and turn from our wicked ways. And then we'll, we'll see God move in a mighty, mighty way. What are you praying for this morning? What are you praying for all across social media land, all across wherever you may be hearing this message uh, today or, or, or sometime from now? What are you praying for? Well, here's what I want to pray for. As we close this segment, as we close this episode, I want to pray for the anointing of God to fall on your life. If you will, just pray with me. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to talk to your sons and daughters. Thank you for this opportunity to talk to my brothers and sisters in Christ. Father God, I thank you that the gifts and calling of God is without repentance. Because if not for your love and your mercy and your grace and you keep pulling me back in, I wouldn't be sitting here today and nobody would be watching today. We'd be lost. But Father God, you've called us for such a time as this. And you've given each and every one of us gifts that we can use in this hour. This precious hour, this last moment. Father God, I pray for a harvest of souls and I pray that you use each and every one of us to do it. 
And Father God, for us to see that, for us to see your vision come to pass in our life, we need the anointing of God. Father God, I pray that you would put the super on our natural, that we would go into the phone booth as Clark Kent and come out as Superman for Jesus Christ, not for us, but for the kingdom of God. Father God, we need the anointing. Give us the strength. Give us the power to consecrate ourselves, to be different from this world, to renew our minds daily, to not be transformed by this world, but be conformed to the image of God. You've given us the example, Jesus Christ. Father God, now give us the power, give us the knowledge and the wisdom of to walk in that example that he set for us 2,000 years ago. And in his precious name I pray, amen. I pray that message bless you. Tune back in next week. We'll be right back here. Second Half TV podcast. God bless you all. Have an awesome, awesome day.